get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Champion Kerry Davis and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Right now, we are very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by the former Brewers pitcher. Now you can see him on Brewers pre and post games. He's Tim Diller joining us here on the show. Tim, we appreciate the time, man. I feel like the the Cardinals and the Brewers uh, just can't seem to get away from one another. They started out this series tied for first in the division, and they remain there afterwards. What was your biggest impression from this four game set? I mean, they were, they're just two equally matched teams and you didn't know who was going to win either game uh, throughout every single game, uh, probably in this entire series. They're just exciting teams to watch. And honestly, that's what you want from baseball, right? Two exciting teams playing exciting baseball. I was looking at um, uh, Devin Williams, a guy from St. Louis came in younger guy. Well, well younger in, in, in years in the league. What are your thoughts on him? And, and what do you think uh, how he'll help this team, help your team going forward? Well, they really could have used him last year down the stretch in the playoffs. He, uh, I guess, got angry after a game and ended up breaking his hand, which, I mean, let's be honest, we've all been there at some capacity. Uh, <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> but, but, you know, that the impact was immediately felt, and he bounced back this year, and he's arguably even better than he was last year. This kid continues to get better, and what really is amazing is how he just – sets up the game for Josh Hader. Josh Hader's probably the best reliever in all of baseball. Devin Williams would easily be a closer for 29 other teams. That's how good he is. Uh, and for the Brewers to have both of these guys, it's dangerous. All you got to do is get them through the sixth or seventh inning, and the Brewers will lock it down. Tim, as you look at what he's developed this year, I mean, he's always had that changeup, and we've all known about that. But now the fastball is maybe even arguably his most successful pitch so far this season. What has that allowed for him in terms of having now the two-pitch mix uh, instead of just having the, the changeup as his out pitch? Sure. Well, he's already, you know, he's had both pitches the whole time. The thing is, when you have such a good changeup, if you come in and throw a first-pitch fastball and the guy hits a double off the wall, your first thought is, I should have thrown this guy my best pitch, which is a changeup. So he comes in, he starts throwing changeups, guys swing and miss over and over and over again. So why is there a reason to throw anything else? But the problem lies, well, eventually guys make adjustment across the big leagues and they start getting better swings at the changeup and you realize you haven't thrown your fastball in weeks and months. You know, you haven't really gone out there and executed like you should. What we're finding in the last, I believe, 17 innings he has 17 scoreless innings going on right now, and it's because he started spotting up the fastball. It was strictly like fastball control. But I will say this. There's a thing I call, I don't know if I coined the phrase, but called the hmm. Trevor Hoffman effect, hmm. right? When everyone in the world knows you have the best changeup in the game, what's your best pitch? Suddenly it's a fastball, right? Hmm. So sometimes he doesn't even need to throw it. He can just throw the fastball and get away with it. Tim, we were talking earlier about Dakota Hudson and his pace on the mound. Being a former pitcher, can you can you kind of speak to 
if you're pitching a little bit slower or not moving and, and your pace starts to slow down, what, what's going on in a pitcher's mind and what are they thinking about? I don't know. Get on the mound, throw the pitch. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, well, they do teach you in the minor leagues as you're coming up, uh, when, when things get amped up, when you get guys on base, there's traffic, or especially for relievers, they teach you just to, just to kind of sit in it a little bit. Don't try to go through, the, you know, make the hitter impatient. Right. You see a lot of lefties do this probably more than anything else. They just kind of stand around. They're not forced to get on the rubber and that creates urgency in a hitter's mind. So I think that's what he does when he gets into traffic. I think he, I think Dakota Hudson, which is an awesome name, sounds like a rancher from a Western movie. Uh, Fits his playing style and personality yeah, too, Tim. <laughs> 100% guys do that. And, and that's part of just the pace of slowing the situation down. And, uh, you know, for the most part, it worked for him. What, what does that could that have an impact on you as a pitcher though? Like when you, once you start slowing the pace down, and you does that get you out of rhythm or, or your normal routine as a, a routine as a pitcher? It can, it can. Uh, I like to work really quick, mm-hmm. um, and I know there's guys across the league, but it, it's kind of a generational thing. You know, there's a they have the pitch clock going on in the minor league. So, uh, and I've talked to a scout buddy of mine just yesterday. He was talking about how phenomenal the pitch clock is because it takes away from these guys that just stand around trying to manipulate. You know, they get them on the mound, and more stuff happens. There's a ground ball. There's a double play. There's a pop fly. There's a double like. The action has picked up because the pace has picked up, um, which, you know, could arguably be good for the hitter, but it could also be good for the pitcher as well. We're talking to Tim uh, Tim Dillard, former Brewers pitcher. Now you can find him on the Brewers pre and post game show. Uh, Tim, leaving this series, I, I am curious. You get to see the Brewers regularly, more so than certainly we do here in St. Louis. What's your overall impression of the team? Of course, we know about the great front end of the rotation when they're fully healthy and the back end of the bullpen, but where, where do you view the Brewers right now relative to the rest of the National League? Wow, yeah. Uh, well, the Brewers are 32-9 and nine when they score four runs or more. Pretty good. So that's, just, that's pretty good. It just shows how good their starting staff is and how good their bullpen is. So I guess if you're talking about one thing they could fix, it would be offense, but lately they've been scoring a lot of runs, uh, which is dangerous around the league. But I, I think they should have been at 40 wins about a week ago. They just ran into a really tough spot. They went 2-11 and 11 through 13 games, not playing their best baseball. But what came out of it um, was a team that got hot at the right time, and that's what it took to beat the Cardinals 2 out of 4 because, let's be honest, the, the Cardinals are stacked. That lineup is, is just stacked. How do you, as an opposing view, because we see it every day, and so, Tim, I like some of our listeners probably hear you say that, and they're like, yeah, it's stacked, but then they're inconsistent. They'll score mm-hmm. two runs one day and then 12 the next and then zero in the third. What is your perspective of this Cardinals lineup as a former pitcher? Uh, I wouldn't want to face it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I retired when I see Paul Goldschmidt and Arenado. Like, you just can't go through both of them. You just can't. One of them's going to walk or one of them's going to hit a double. They're literally that good. And sure, you want to talk about streaky, but a lot of times it's just you're running into a team that has good pitching. Uh, that's kind of what started out with the Brewers slump a couple weeks ago was just the fact that they're facing Joe Musgrove, right? Like they're just facing Chris Bassett, guys that are just going out there and having, you know, eight innings of just shut, you, you know, shut everything down baseball. There's no action whatsoever. You can't even get an extra base hit. And sometimes the Cardinals are going to face those type of guys. But for the most part, my goodness. Uh, look at what Gorman did the other day. <laughs> I mean, 
just spraying the ball all over the field at such a young age and learning from some of these amazing hitters they have. Albert Pujols swung at a ball above his eyes to get a sacrifice fly, to get an RBI in. So now you have that, that veteran influence teaching guys how to ha- you know situational hit. They're sacrifice bunting. That kind of stuff is not seen everywhere in the league, but the Cardinals have it. Tim, I wanted to get your thoughts on the the division as a whole. I mean, we we got two teams above five hundred, and everybody else is is in the basement. What do you think is going on with those with the division as 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 a whole? Well, I I think everybody was surprised by the Reds. The Reds had a pretty good little little thing going with uh, the second baseman over there, India, and the and the catcher Stevenson. So they thought they were going to build around that, but then they just uh, unloaded all their pitchers. You know, all the pitchers were gone. So it was like, whoop, count them out. But the, the Pirates, to me, are, are a pretty good team. They just can't put it all together. Uh, we saw them a couple times early in the season, and they, they had some good players. Uh, I think they're underperforming. Uh, but I think before the season started, go to Vegas. I'm sure Vegas is like, hey, yeah, it's going to be Brewers-Cardinals <laughs> in, in the NL Central. I think everyone knew that. I think, you know, even if you don't keep up with baseball, the two teams that are buzzwords across baseball in the last however many years, probably you know, three or four years, has been the Brewers and the Cardinals. But uh, don't sleep on the Cubs. They'll, they always rise to the occasion when they're playing the Brewers or the Cardinals. Tim, who's the best team that you've seen so far this year? Maybe it's a game that you were broadcasting for the Brewers or just a team that while you're at home, you're, you're watching them and you say to yourself, man, that, that team's good. And I'm talking about in the National League. I think in, in the American League, everybody would probably say the Yankees. Yeah, you got to say the Yankees over in the <laughs> AL. Uh, National League, man, I, the, the Padres had the best defense in baseball. Um, it, it's just they take away hit after hit. If there's a man on first and you hit a ball on the ground, they turn it into a double play. Like, that's intimidating, especially when you look at their starting rotation of Musgrove and you, Darvish. Um, I mean, whoever, the Clevenger. They got just such a good starting staff. So they're, they're a really tough team to beat. They're similar to the Brewers. They're not going to score a gazillion runs, but they're not going to give up hardly any because of that pitching staff and defense. Uh, but I got to say the Mets. My goodness, the Mets are doing what they're doing without having DeGrom. Um, it, or Scherzer is is nothing short of phenomenal, and and the the, the situational hitting that the Mets put on, um, willing to take hits to the right side, you know, hitting against the shift. I think you're going to see that across baseball, and the Mets are on the ground floor. You know, they see the shift, and you know, you want to win a game, hit it where no one's standing, and this team's doing that. So I think you kind of have to credit uh, Buck Showalter for sitting there going, let's get back to basics and just win ball games, and that's what the Mets have done. It's a very un-Mets-like team. Guys like Mark Hanna, Eduardo Escobar, and what Jeff mm-hmm. McNeil has done this year. They they do all of the little things right, and it's kind of paying off in a big way right now. Hey, Tim, this has been awesome, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. We wish you all the best whenever the Brewers aren't playing against the Cardinals, and hopefully we'll talk <laughs> with you again soon. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me on.